All right, let's go ahead and introduce our special guest on Below the Belt Show, guys. Following in her father's footsteps, Rowdy Roddy Piper, we have for the second time in Below the Belt Show. So we had our guest on maybe 10 years ago, I'd say, maybe a little more, but now she's back, guys. Wow. Wow. Ariel Teal Piper. <laughs> Hi guys, how are you? <laughs> Ariel, it's great to have you back on Below the Belt. Do you remember your first interview with us? I'm going to say maybe around the time that your TMZ video hit, and then we wanted to have you on. That sounds dangerous. <laughs> I don't know. What, what, what was this TMZ video? I'm sure I look amazing in it. <laughs> I don't know which one, but. <laughs> well, just a. Good, good to have you back. Of course, I'm Al Soto. We're celebrating our Below the Belt Show anniversary. Everybody, if you want to go ahead and introduce yourselves. Chatty McFly. Sean? Oh, there we go. I lost you for a minute. Uh, Sean Cradle here, Chunk Shady. Hi, Johnny Fairplay. How's it going? Ariel, I talked to you. Oh, God, you were so young <laughs> when I talked to you back in the day. <laughs> Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm, I'm course, the one um, and only Johnny Fairplay. <laughs> by the way, I haven't introduced him yet. Uh, yes. Fantastic wrestler. Uh, he's been training me and kind of taking me under his wing because God knows I need all the help I can get. So. Yes. So we, last we, time we, we had seen you on Instagram pics. Yes, that's what we're going to. Yes, absolutely. So when you're on our show 10 years ago, let's just say you had no intentions of becoming a wrestler. <clears throat> you were focused on Hollywood singing yeah. and acting and you're like no not this time that has changed obviously since the last time we've had you on and and now you want to certainly follow in your father's footsteps of pro wrestling what made you decide to i guess after so many years decide that you wanted to actually give wrestling a shot well you know so in after my dad passed in 2015 um he had been working on this book of his sort of his life story and uh, unfortunately, he couldn't finish it, but he had done a lot of interviews and he, he had a chunk of his life that he genuinely couldn't remember. Um, so he had to go like to people that used to know him and interview them and be like, what was I doing during these years? You know, I guess the guy had a lot. I don't know. So after he passed, his writer reached out to me and asked me to finish the book, at which point I brought my brother along because, you know, we just... Need, I needed help. We needed both perspectives. And I really, you know, we put our heart and soul into it. It was very therapeutic. And I really realized like the passion my dad had for wrestling, especially at such a young age in the 70s. And yeah. I sort of got to know all these new little details about him that made a lot more sense in my life. Um, which, by the way, the book's called Rowdy, the Roddy Piper story. It's available on Amazon.com. Um, nice. After that, I started to grow more interest in wrestling and passion and just kind of wanting to see what it was that he loved so much because he had always kept us so excluded from that side of his life. Um, now that I'm doing it, I 100% understand why I've been excluded from that part of his life. God <laughs> 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 kept me away from wrestling. I don't know. <laughs> oh, wow. But got in the ring, it turns out I really enjoy it. So now I'm just oh, good. doing what I want to do and trying to get as good as I can, you know? Yeah, I, Ariel, I have a question. I have a question regarding the book. I I, I know that uh, back in the day, Roddy used to he had a, he had a cassette recorder and he, he was always doing like a uh, uh, self recording. You know, like he he talk about like you know after he would leave the match he'd record. You know, he'd, he'd talk about it and like you know we 
we would learn that later Bret Hart would do the same thing based on Roddy's advice. And uh, did you use any of those tapes for the book or are those tapes still around or? So those tapes, I think most of them are with a guy named Craig Payette, who um, was out of Random House Canada. Uh, so he had gone on the road with dad. He was the editor um, of the book and, you know, sort of helping him with the story. And so he had gone on the road with dad and had a lot of these recordings. And then, you know, we felt uncomfortable keeping the book in firsthand perspective. So we changed it. You know, we reworded a lot of it because it, it just was weird. <laughs> yeah. um, mm-hmm. But those recordings are somewhere with probably with Craig Pyatt. Um, they were very interesting to listen to because a lot of people I've heard about but never met. And I don't know, it was a great experience, but it's what essentially made me. Essentially made me. Interesting. Well, let's talk about let's what talk I guess about, what everyone was talking about online was your photos on Instagram yeah. and uh, your social media posts about training with... Rowdy Ronda Rousey, of course, uh, former UFC superstar. Is she still a superstar? I hope so. Um, but nonetheless, you're training with Ronda. How's that been, Ariel? Um, I got some bruises, you know, <laughs> up there. No, Ronda is like just super, such a nice, nice person. And obviously, we come from the fa- same fighting family with uh, Judo Jean LaBelle, Uncle Jean, as we call him. Um, so I've always had nothing but love for her, um, getting in with the ring with her, you know, <laughs> I'm still, I, I feel like I'm still developing as a wrestler a lot. And so it, it's exciting to see, uh, you know, it's, it's inspiring to me. Like I'll see her do certain moves. I'll be like, Oh, that looked cool. I want to like, you know, I need to work on this or that. And then, um, Deimos here has actually been training both of us and nice. it's, uh, yeah. So I feel, I feel over my head a little bit sometimes, but also I'm a firm believer that if you don't work with the best talent, then you're never going to get better yourself. So anytime I work with people that I think I'm better than I stop working with them and I move on because you're not going to grow. Well, she was a well, huge fan of your dad and inspired by him. Um, did she reach out to you or did you reach out to her for this training? You know, I mean, I've, let me think. Uh, for training wise, um, you know, she lives out in the Los An- the greater Los Angeles area. She has a right. farm. Not a big animal person. I get that from my mother. So she had invited me out to see some baby chicks and a baby cow. Um, nice. And her whole farm, by the way, she is like doomsday prepped out. Like my God. Like if the pocket is <laughs> good for like a solid month. Um, so we just kind of hung out and, you know, I told her that with COVID and everything, it's been hard to train. Also, I don't know if you know this, but I, I had an ACL injury earlier this year. Uh, so I've been recovering from that, <laughs> which kind of makes me feel like a real wrestler to have like an actual injury, you know? So I'm like, ah, whatever. Um, so I just right got passage. <laughs> again and, you know, he found a ring and we're like, let's do it. Um, so it was sort of spur of the moment, just trying to get that ring rust off and get back into it, you know? Awesome. Have you been to Judo Jean LaBelle? Have you trained there at all? <laughs> so years ago, um, for acting purposes, I did a couple classes of his and I went to Stunts Unlimited, uh, which is a company in the stunt world. Obviously, Jean LaBelle's huge over there and, uh, you know, worked on stunts and stuff. I have not taken any classes since, although I've done a couple interviews with him and, you know, he sends me Christmas cards and books every year. <laughs> I, I, I went with Roddy one year. Uh, I, I, so... Roddy was like, he goes, uh, he goes, I talked to Judo Gene. He goes, he goes, he wants me to come by. He goes, he goes, find someone for me to wrestle. 
And so my, my buddy, Alex Shabani, uh, he was a Golden Gloves boxer in San Francisco. And, and uh, oh, yeah, and, I remember Alex. And, and then and then he was uh, trained by Frank Shamrock in Brazil, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. And then later went on to Shawn Michaels Wrestling Academy in, in Texas. Mm-hmm. And so uh, so Alex is and, and Alex is a, a smaller guy, but, you know, definitely he's got the credentials. Right. And uh, and 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 Roddy is like, he goes, let's wrestle. And, and Alex is like. Hell yeah! He goes. I get to wrestle Roddy Piper with Judo Jean LaBelle there watching at Judo. You know, so so we go, and immediately Roddy pokes him in the eyes, kicks him in the nuts, <laughs> fish hook, <laughs> and, and it's just like this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. My buddy's just like Roddy wins. I I love Roddy, it. Roddy, Roddy, like it, it, it was, it was like Madison Square Garden, and and that that's what you do for the main event: poke to yeah. the eyes, kick I to the nuts. I, I poke my way to a belt. I will. Yeah. <laughs> I'm aware of my skill level, and I'm gonna have to cheat. Yeah. <laughs> so I had a question about Rhonda using Rowdy Rhonda, uh-huh. and I guess reaching out, I guess, to the family, uh, to you know, the use the hot rod shirt and the kilt gimmick. Um, did, were, did she contact you, Ariel, or the family? How did that go? Um, so I actually was in the room with my dad when that was happening. Um, so she, uh, she had called him. So I guess her friends called her Rowdy Rhonda just to begin with. Um, mm-hmm. and she had been training with Judo Jean LaBelle, which was essentially like a father to my dad. Um, so he, you know, they called, she said she wanted to use the Rowdy gimmick for you, uh, for MMA. And so she had called him and asked, and, you know, he just heard this sweet girl on the phone and it's like anything for uncle Gene, you bet you. And, you know, he, he, uh, really respected like, uh, you know, the fact that she had been to the Olympics and was training with Jean and like, you know, really believed in her. And then obviously her MMA career just took off. And I always say that I didn't really watch MMA until Ronda Rousey stepped on the scene. And that kind of made me a little, and uh the I, no one was expecting her to go to wrestling i right um so i i don't know i thought that was like really surprising when it happened but uh, you know I, I think it's really cool that she wants to honor him in that way awesome so obviously all the family is all for it oh oh yeah oh yeah yeah totally that's awesome that's good to know yeah. well so- <clears throat> what what exactly happened uh, so it was it was at all in where you uh you tore your ACL? Uh, actually, I was torn before that. Okay. <laughs> it was, I was very concerned <clears throat> that whole time. <laughs> that whole time. I thought it was just going to give out. Um, so I tore my ACL training before that. Um, oh, wow. May or, you know, I, I can't say who did it because I don't know if it's going to be aired on a future show or episode of WOW, but WOW Women of Wrestling. But um, yeah. definitely tore before that. So it was a, little, a scary match for me. <laughs> I actually watched your AEW um, All In Women's Battle Royal today. Uh, I got to get caught up. So, um, Awesome Kong went to uh, eliminate you. You went through the middle rope. So yeah. I gave you another opportunity, awesome but ODB. Kong, you just kind of go wherever she wants you to go. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so, who had the, the, the tougher uh, elimination, uh, Awesome or ODB? I think ODB is the one that eventually ended up eliminating you, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wasn't expecting Awesome Kong to just throw me like that. So that was a little bit shocking when I realized. Um, yeah. and I actually didn't know which rope I went through, to be honest. I heard a fan telling me I went through the middle, and I was like, guess I'm getting back in. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thanks, random guys in the front row. <laughs> <I was> like, 
Yeah, I saw them. So, you know, <laughs> go like this. <laughs> yeah. Um, honestly, it was it was just I was just honored to even be in the ring with all of those people. Obviously, yes. I'm I'm super new to wrestling, and you know, I'm I'm trying to pay my dues over here. But uh, it was it was just such a cool first match for me, you know. And how much of a sweetheart is Awesome Kong behind behind the scenes? Oh, I, like, absolutely. We, you know, she definitely takes a, a bit of a locker room leader role in things. And, uh, you know, she gave me great advice and, you know, was just introducing me to people, making sure that I, you know, knew what I was doing and where I was supposed to be. And so I, I really appreciated that about her. She's so sweet. I, we were in TNA together and like, uh, like you know, I, I had seen her, you know, uh, like, you know, uh, independent footage of her, and then, and then I saw her, and, and and so when I walk walk into TNA and and she's there, I'm just like, holy shit, awesome Kong, and she is like, get over here, I love you, and I'm just like, do you, do you love to kill me or what? What are you? <laughs> and she, and she was just so aw- like just just in absolute like the exact opposite of her character. I mean, like yeah. more than more than most and it's just yeah. like oh my god is awesome kong the sweetest girl on the planet or what and so i, I hope i'm not i'm not ruining it this for awesome kong but it's yeah <laughs> when she comes out man the fans all pop for her so much she's such a powerhouse like i love having those like big dominating yeah. wrestling you know so, and uh speaking of awesome kong she was in glow that was a show i thought you would have done well in early with your oh, yeah. acting experience and, I yeah yeah few episodes um i don't really know anyone on that show otherwise i'd probably pitch myself for it yeah um, totally i think chavo guerrero helped a lot with casting oh yeah so, oh yeah i forgot about yeah. that chavo for for season three so, so being in la are you still auditioning i know we're in a pandemic but uh let's check in on your imdb you have some great uh a lot of films with your dad that you worked on which is cool yeah yeah we uh we did a lot together um yeah yeah, I don't know. We always liked working together. So anytime, you know, we were on a film, obviously, if I was like, yeah, my dad would come in for a day, like, as you try to help out films I was on or, you know, or just get me a gig or whatever. So there's a lot of going back and forth with us. But we always, I don't know, I learned so much from him from acting, you know, people underestimate what a good actor he was i really think that had he got the right role and the right timing he could have won an oscar he he really became a absolutely actor. they live should have been a that was great for a while yeah they live is definitely one of my more like here's he great on it's always sunny in philadelphia the character he played on there oh the maniac yeah the maniac yes <laughs> with him going over those lines i was so excited oh, wow. and then i hadn't even seen the show before that but like i kind of started like watching it and now I'm, i watch that show like crazy it's great oh, great are, are you under contract to aew or was that a, a one-off for the no, uh for the belt? um right now i'm not right now i'm not not looking for a contract i'm looking just to train and do what i want to do got it okay um, so which is, is the end game a return to aew or nxt or wwe i bet you guys are all wondering that <laughs> Um, I'm not the kind of person that has an end game right now. I want to train and get to be as good of a wrestler as I can. I really want to do the indies a little bit, um, because I think it's important before you just jump over to a major company. Um, so I'm kind of taking it day by day and opportunity by opportunity and just trying to get better. Um, I met Damos here in, what was it? March? February. February, like right before I had my knee surgery and, um, 
you know, since then we, he, he's been recovering from his own stuff. And so since then we've been, you know, sort of collaborating. Uh, I would love to go on the road and tag team with him. I think that that would be awesome because uh, <laughs> he's a great heel and I love healing out. So, you know, that's <laughs> where my, my goals are is to kind of, you know, get my feet wet in the indies and see what I can do. That makes a lot of sense. And the name you'll go by is Teal Piper? Yes. Nice. Awesome. That's your uh, middle name, of course. Uh, well, Robin. our spell is hard for people to remember. <laughs> ah. You know? <laughs> Can't <nice>. be that. <laughs> so, I love so it. You, I said, love you it. said your dad um, pretty much shielded you from the business growing up. I mean, did he allow you to watch his matches when you were a kid? So I remember the I remember like two or three matches. One of the ones that stuck out in my mind, I think I was in sixth grade, not to give away my age, uh, but <laughs> he was wrestling Goldust. And oh. you know, I remember him like Goldust, like taking off his outfit and like giving him a kiss. And I was just sitting there like, what kind of fighting is this? Like I was so confused. <laughs> <laughs> match around that time with Hogan. And I remember just being so mad because he had just had hip surgery. He wasn't supposed to be back. And, right. you know, they're like hitting his hip. And I have, you know, it's, it's weird growing up in wrestling. Like, you know, kids at school, like pick on you, tell you it's fake. And then your dad comes home injured. And then everybody right. cheers when he gets injured and, or like when he's getting beat up. So like, as a kid, it was like really upsetting for me. So at that point, my parents were like, okay, they don't get to watch this anymore. Oh, wow. So I didn't. So then I like kind of caught up when I got older and understood entertainment better. Yeah. Well, definitely one of the greatest heels like ever. And one of the greatest on the mic of all time. Yeah. The, the, the best was, uh, I, I, so, so like Roddy, the, the feud with Roddy and, and, and Hulk was so many real levels to that uh, throughout the years. And, and, and Roddy like basically protested and said, you know, I won't take a pinfall to this guy. So, mm -hmm. you know, like either Roddy would walk out or, or, you know, win by chicane or like Hulk Hogan never pinned Roddy Piper. And mm -hmm. so uh, on a SmackDown, Mr. America pinned Roddy Piper. So yes. I asked Roddy, I can learn just like Roddy, what, you know, I thought, I thought Hogan never, he goes, you can't prove it was him under the hood. <laughs> he, was, he was very smart. You know, he knew, uh, he knew because he came from a tough era, you know, before yeah. WWF existed. And, you know, he knew that if somebody buried him one week, he wouldn't have a job the next week. And he was very good at knowing how to get over with the crowd, not the people, not the promoters, you know, he would get over with the crowd so that no matter what they had to bring yeah. him next week. And, you know, I, I always try to remember that and, and study that. I mean, he was just a genius when it comes to psychology. Hey, Ariel, I'm um, Sean Cradle on this call here. Um, he works for MCW and actually um, had the final uh, appearance of um, Piper's pit. Can you talk about that, Sean? Yeah, so it was, uh, I believe it was, I'm going to say July 14th or July 15th. Uh, we, we had him uh, here in Baltimore, Maryland, uh, appear and do a Piper's Pit uh, with some of the local talent and former WWE writers were involved with that. And uh, he really connected uh, with the wrestlers there to the point where he watched everyone's matches uh, he gave everyone advice, and he actually took people's phone numbers and said, "Call me because I want I want to help you." And he was very serious about that. And that following week, he actually called a lot of a lot of the students and talked to them wow. uh, uh, different things. So he was 
you know, we, we get a lot of guests that come in and out, but he was very committed to helping the future of the business. That's amazing. I always felt that he, he wanted to help the future of the business as well, both, you know, long-term careers for guys. And, you know, if he didn't have respect for you or didn't think you deserved to be there, he would certainly let you know it. Um, but at the same time, he, I think when he respected somebody, he would, he would genuinely try to give them any knowledge he had and help them, you know, get over and the best he could. Um, which, you know, I don't think you see a lot, and especially in wrestling. Um, so, you know, that's something that I always respected with him. And he passed away two weeks later, right, Sean? Yes, that's oh. correct. Right at the, uh, the end of the month, I believe, correct? Wow. Yeah, it was the end of the month. Yeah. It's depressing. Thanks for asking about that. Yeah. Way to go, Sean. Yeah, that's a really downer <laughs> conversation. The energy's <laughs> that was great to hear stories about him though. It is. I, I really yeah. now that he's passed, I appreciate so much when people come up to me and tell me, you know, when they met him or how he affected their lives, et cetera, Absolutely. because you know, it, it keeps them alive. So I really enjoy hearing that now. And it means a lot to us, Ariel, for you being on the show because Roddy was on our show twice and now you're you're on our show twice. Yeah. Uh, so, so it's so all very one more. That way, I can say I beat a record of very serendipitous. So, when you're when you have your let's just say your AEW television debut, let's theoretically, okay. who do you want to go in the ring with first in AEW? Mm. I don't know that I should answer that to be honest. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to be honest, okay, changing the promotion to WWE, I don't, yeah. First, uh, there's a lot of people I would yeah. work with. I'm also a big believer of not opening my mouth and putting, you know, walking into something that I'm not ready for. Or, yeah. you know, if I tell you somebody AEW or WWE, it's going to become a whole thing on the internet. And so, sure. you know, the truth is, both those companies I think have very talented people, and I'd be lucky to work with any of them. Uh, right now, I'm just trying to. What do you think? Here's an idea I'm pitching I think would be awesome. Whatever, uh, whatever promotion you join, there should be a second-generation multi-match. Um, with, that would like, be- if you're WWE, you'd, you'd be in the ring with Charlotte. You'd be in the ring with Natty Neidhart. If you're Obviously. in a... You, 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 right. Yeah. <laughs> I think a second-generation, um, like, greatest-of-all-time second-generation uh, women's wrestler would be a, a way to sell that. I think that would be awesome. That would be a, yeah, I mean, that would be freaking amazing. Um, mm-hmm. You know, again, right now I'm just trying to focus on getting as skilled as I can so that I win things when I do show up there. All right. So awesome. You're, you're constantly on your training, you're, 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 uh, you're training as a heel. I feel like naturally I'm a heel. Everyone, you know, I have a big smile and I'm nice. So people think I'm baby face, but I'm really like a, a shitty person to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, don't see it so i think naturally I, i'm a heel uh i also love to cheat i cheat at board games i've cheated at all sorts of things in life so you know cheated, <laughs> on, cheated on an ex-boyfriend I, I maybe <laughs> as a heel even when i'm trying to be a baby face i can see that i can see that now what kind of gimmick are, are ideally would you like to have well <laughs> Um, you know, I've bounced that around a lot. Uh, of course, everybody in media is like, you know, wear like a little kilt or like right. this, 
you know, I am trying to stay as far away from that as I can because it's, there's already a big enough shadow cast on me as my dad's kid. And I think that it's kind of disrespectful for me to come out with like his gimmick. Uh, he, I don't think he would like that. So, you know, I feel that it's important that I, I do my own thing and make my own thing. Cause I'm not trying to be the next Roddy Piper though. Never will be, you know, and it's, it's silly to pretend that that's even possible. So I'm, I'm trying to focus on, um, things I want to do as an artist. Um, and that's, that's kind of how Damos and I started partnering up is cause we have very yes. similar ideas with gimmicks and what we want to do in the ring. Um, essentially purge it. There's a lot of snowflakes in wrestling nowadays. So <laughs> what about, Dave, like, Dave, what about teal colored, teal colored plaid? Oh, yes. I have oh. been doing teal plaid for a lot of stuff as sort of my nod. Um, I'm not doing a kilt or a skirt or anything, but I try to incorporate teal that where I can. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know. Like, like, uh, which got flying Brian Jr. Uh, I at one time he was rocking. I think he was rocking Brian Pillman's Hollywood Blondes vest. Maybe I don't know. He was rock. He was rocking one of Brian Pillman's vests, and uh, I think like Stone Cold was just like, you know, maybe you shouldn't be rocking that. <laughs> oh wow, well, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> We haven't talked too much to Damos. Damos, what's up, buddy? Uh, first of all, how long have you been involved with uh, pro wrestling? I think this is my 16th year. Yeah, being nice. In the- yeah. Nice, nice, nice. What promotions uh, have you worked uh, closely with over the years? Oh man. Um, I, I mean, I've re- I mean, I've worked independents all over the world. Um, I was I broke in with uh, Nikolai Volkov actually. Oh, That's- cool. Been to Maryland, Baltimore's own, yeah, Baltimore's yeah, own. Um, uh, there was a company out there called Kaida Pro. Uh, way back in the day, that competed, I think, with Bone Breakers. Bone Breakers, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wrestling MCW. Right. Yeah. Mark, Mark the Shark, and and yeah. <laughs> Axel Rotten. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Actually, yeah, Axel Rotten. Holy crap! Yeah, All right. Wow. Punishment. Yeah, I mean, I've worked, uh, you know, I've been an extra many times of uh, pretty much every company there is. Uh, I've worked in Japan for Zero One and NOAA. Um, I recently started working with Impact until I broke my neck uh, in December. So that's why we've been kind of rehabbing together and figuring things out. <laughs> Where quarantine wow. happened like right after yeah. all this. So we've literally been like quarantine and rehabbing together for months. There you go. Are you two a couple? I don't like talking about my private life. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> totally cool. I get it. I get it. But, um, yeah, that would be interesting. Uh, wrestling both in the ring and in the bedroom could be yeah. an interesting uh, dynamic. Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we, we kind of really because, uh, you know, her dad was a, a big mentor of mine um, when I was working and he was still working around and, um, so when he passed and me and her crossed paths, it was kind of like easy to, he, I, he very quickly picked up on a lot of things I wasn't doing right. Yeah. <laughs> so I think he was like, sweet Jesus, someone help this kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, uh, have you thought about your finisher, um, that you want to like, <laughs> I mean, obviously, everyone wants me to go to the sleeper hold. I'm not <laughs> yet. Um, you know, you guys will have to see. Um, but it is definitely a contender to be my finisher. I think I think naturally you have to kind of develop as a wrestler to figure out what that's going to be. So yeah. I'm not, not 
hard set on anything specific, but I think it'll happen as uh, I have more matches. No right one on. else is using a sleeper right now, right? Yeah. That's a good point. No. No, not really. It's um, available. I mean, you know. You, available. There you go. I think everyone's, maybe everyone thinks I'm going to do it. <laughs> they're saving it for you yeah do you, do you feel uh, all the acting experience you've had has helped with promos uh i for sure i mean i yeah. think anything i can walk in the ring with confidence as far as mic skills go um yeah. and a lot of improv and things like that and i think it also gives me a different approach to promos um you know acting wrestling's explosion acting's implosion Personally, I think it's more interesting if you kind of mix the two. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I mean, it definitely gave me a lot of things that, you know, most people come into this as athletes and I kind of came into it as more of a mic person. So, yeah. You know. Yeah. No, I think it's interesting because obviously you have like John Cena and The Rock who initially started in wrestling and now they're, you know, movie mm -hmm. movie stars and. And you have your experience in, in movies and film, not wrestling initially, and then now you're trying wrestling. So I know, that's kind of cool. Wrestlers like, why would you come this way? We want to go that way. Like, right. go <laughs> like I'm gonna be a wrestler now. <laughs> do you do you sure think that do you think women of wrestling was probably like the the best place for you to start? Like, I mean, because it, it's so theatrical versus. Well, Wrestling. I'm like a for-the-top kind of dramatic person, so I actually really love the theatrics of it and then, yeah. uh, sort of the old-school gimmicks that they bring into it. I think it was a great place for me to start, especially because, you know, I wasn't sure where I wanted to go with things. I wasn't committed to leaving L.A., but I wanted to, you know, find somewhere that I could train and kind of take my first bumps and see how I was feeling. And, and since then, of course, now I'm like, full speed ahead in every fucking direction. Sorry, I didn't mean to cuss. No, you. you can say whatever the fuck you, you want can. here. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Just like the old shit, you can say whatever. <laughs> They're like, you can come bump here. We don't care. And I was like, okay, I guess I'll try it out here. Um, right. And now I'm, I just want to train, you know, as much as I can and huh? get as good as I can. Uh, let me tell you, boys play harder. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> That that's, uh, getting body slammed is like a whole nother like four feet down now for me. So that's interesting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but obviously Rhonda, she's a little tough because you alluded to having bruises, right? Oh yeah, Rhonda. Rhonda is no joke. I can tell <laughs> a little light on me when we train. Oh uh, okay. Tell she like she's hitting like him harder than she's gonna hit <laughs> me, um, which is so sweet of her because I know I'm the only person. She's like, oh, I don't want to hurt her. <laughs> uh, she's laid in a few times though, uh, so. You know, uh, she's she's just so great to train with. Um, awesome. Wise, like we just we we get along and it's a very positive experience. Yeah, that's did, amazing. Did you work with Tessa Blanchard at all in uh, women of wrestling? Um, so you know, obviously COVID shut us down. We were about to shoot the new season when uh, when COVID hit. So I haven't got to spend any like real quality in ring time with her um, yet. <laughs> um, I have worked with her a little bit on like a promo or two, so I, I don't really know her that well, to be honest. Okay. And Errol, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask, has Rhonda mentioned or alluded to missing the WWE? I don't think I should talk about her life. Uh, okay. <laughs> totally fair. Totally. <laughs> that question. Um, uh, that's fair. Right on. Wow. So guys, the amazing 
Errol Teal Piper, thank you so much for joining us here on Below the Belt Show. It was amazing um, to have you back. And uh, yes, quite an internet stir, uh, you know, breaking the internet. That to happen. I was just happy to be in a ring again. <laughs> yeah. Nice, you know? All over the media of, of, with the, and that's how I saw, you know, decided to reach out to you. It was like, oh, wow. She's the perfect guest to have on for our anniversary Thanks show. So, and definitely do it a third time so I can see it. Say heck it. yeah! Well, you're ready to make your TV debut. Uh, yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah. Yes. And and before we let you go, for old times' sake, if you could cut us a promo, let us know who you are. Uh, let us know you're on Below the Belt show and throw out a catchphrase, plug, whatever you want at the end. Plug. Oh, gosh. Okay. Uh, I'm Teal Piper, and you're watching Below the Belt. Uh, hope you guys tune in to Wow Women of Wrestling. Check out my book, Rowdy, the Roddy Piper Story, on Amazon.com. Follow me on Instagram, at Ariel Teal Tunes, or Teal Piper. I have a lot of names because I just, you know, you got to change your identity sometimes. Um, so, yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Ariel, wow. Thank you so much for an amazing interview. You look amazing, too, by the way. Gorgeous. Absolutely stunning. <laughs> Yeah, thought about it a lot real hard and then I went with dry shampoo, so I'm glad you know that. <laughs> Damos, thanks for uh joining us as well. Boys, yes, and you're you gonna be me. seeing a lot more of us uh tag teaming here soon, so look out for that. Also, uh official Damos on Instagram if you guys want to give him a follow and uh see All right. he's torturing me right now. Yeah. All awesome. Right. All right, Errol. Have a great night. Thank you so much. Cool. Thank Come you. On. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.